Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at ArmyHistory.org. Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca-Cola, All Liquid Detergent, or Utz Chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. So we're actually live now on the feed. Um, where are we? We're live here. Okay, this is the new link that I've oh, just posted. Sorry, you, you said something when I just put my headphones down and missed whatever you said then. Yeah, we're, we're, if you delete those last links... Um, well, I, I, I put a thing on you. I can't delete your tweet. No, I know you can't. I'll delete no. that. Yeah. But we're live now. It's on. It's recording from now. And onwards. where's your, where's where's the... Oh, there we go. I, okay. I've just sent it. Okay, and then I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll quote tweet that. deleted mine so. okay oh. yeah when you ready then no we are we're, it's on yeah okay it's up to, okay up to, up to i was waiting now. for you still, to still do a to do an intro <laughs> yeah well though i just want to check that it is working I'll do that. Yeah, that's fine. So, this is the Custard TV podcast on a hot bank holiday. If you'd like to Skype in, you're more than welcome to. We are here, Matt and myself, not spoken to each other, really, since the podcast finished. Uh, no. In, in Who are you? Yeah, I know, that's a good point. You said finished. Uh, we went... We've no, had a couple, I've had a couple of messages from people saying, so oh, have, I. "Have you have you finished? Are you, are you starting?" No, yeah, I think I think, just... I think if we were going to do a last podcast, it would have had to include Wild Bill. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did finish. Yeah, um, but we we um, I think it was a combination of illness and there not being a lot on. Um, I think that was it, really, wasn't it? I mean, as you say, it's been what two and a half months or something like that. Yeah. But we're back so now. We're back. We're back for at least a week. And <laughs> well, my thing is, you're going to see Gary, aren't you? 
um, yeah. next weekend. Is there no chance that you could take your headset and my, and and do it? I don't know. His... I'll have to discuss this with him off 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 air, mate. Because when, when are you get your? How long are you staying there? You're staying well, the night, I presume. We we but we are going out to this wrestling show, and that starts pretty. We haven't drilled into times or anything yet, so I don't know. Um, it depends on him, really, doesn't it? Because it would be fun to do one on that yeah. Sunday, for example. Yeah. If you took, you, you'd have to take but, your headset and. But it and... would depend on Gary because he's this, his house at the end. Yeah, of I the don't day. see why it has to fully depend on him. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but, it's yeah. Sunday, he's probably going to church. True, but what's better, the church of this or the actual <laughs> church? <laughs> I think I'd know I, which one I'd rather attend. Mm. But yeah, we might have gonna... to record one in the week or something, maybe. Yeah. If anyone would like to Skype in, just uh, either message uh, the Custard TV podcast Twitter feed or my own Twitter feed and uh, we'll let you know and you can chat with us. Basically, this was just a catch-up, really, to discuss what we have been watching in those those months that we went dark and, um, and just, just to see how we were and to see how we're feeling about all the stuff that I put on the website to do with autumn all the things coming up there. Peaky Blinders started back last night and continues again tonight. Man's not a big fan, so that we won't cover that. Although um, we, I am this um, this December. Our Christmas do is a Peaky Blinders um, themed Christmas do, so I'm going to have to dress up like a Peaky Blinder. You've got a look of Helen McCroy about you. I've always said that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've had to go in as Aunt Paul. I can help you out with that, but um, well, there's only yeah. two. There's only two guys on the team, so I think it's going to be more sort of a lot more on poles than the the Peaky Blinders. But you you didn't. You've always had, you've had an interesting relationship. I think you've watched not now, but you've in previous times you've watched the first one of each series. I think and... one, two, and three, and maybe mm. the second episode of series one. Yeah, I just think I think you you find it over stylized, and you're yeah. the only person to have ever said that. Yeah, um, good. Yeah, well, that would not be everything. Not were. everything can be for everyone, as we know with you. There's not yes. a lot that is for you. I mean, you said to me recently that when we're not doing this, you sort of forget to watch stuff and forget. Although that. I have been getting back into the the swing of things now, and have been watching quite a lot over have the last you... week. Have you seen? Did you did you see any of Dark Money? No, uh, no, that wasn't very good. What, uh, Deep Waters on ITV. How far are you along with Euphoria? I have finished it, my friend. All eight. Yes. Right. I know we're live on the internet. Okay. <laughs> but I have now an unhealthy interest in Zenze- in Zendaya. Yes. You have to be able to say her name. So, should we start with you for Yes, let's. This is an HBO (laughs) show that's on Sky Atlantic, and they waited, Sky Atlantic waited for it all to finish in the US uh, so they could put it on as a box set, which is what they sometimes do. So, it's airing Tuesday nights at 10, I think, uh, weekly, but it's all there if you're a SkyQ or Now TV customer. And it is HBO's first attempt at a teen drama. Uh, Alar skins or any other teen drama you can connect it with. It has got a, a, a sense of skins in it for me. And yeah. it's based off an Israeli series, though, um, 
the the lead sort of creator from the US side is the creator, the the writer, the director. He does basically everything. So it's his baby, but he's taken the ideas is that and Sam themes. Levinson? Yes, he's basically all over it. He's taken the ideas and themes from uh, the Israeli series and. Um, Son of Barry Levinson, the, the the film director of Rain Man and such other films. Oh, way to step on my parade! Yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, so it is a teen drama. It stars um, Zendaya, who I hadn't come across before. She was. It's because me and you don't watch any of these like massive blockbusters, like the Spider Man films or. The greatest showman, you know, everyone else knows exactly who she is. No, I know, and apparently she's a bit of a Disney Channel darling, but again, that that was lost on me. Oh, uh, yeah. It stars her as Rue, this teenage girl who, since her father's death, has struggled with um, drugs addiction, pain medication addiction, well, and it starts. She's we we sort of learned she's always had sort of like OCD and things like that, and. You know, the I think exacerbated by her father's death, that's when she starts, you know, her drug addiction, isn't it? Yeah, and um, so it starts with her coming out of rehab and sort of still not... The rehab hasn't done its job and she's still struggling with all the addictions and afflictions <laughs> she was before. Beforehand, we meet her, her, fr- her friend's circle, which include a new girl um, called uh, J- Jules... And she is actually a transgender girl, uh, played by a real-life transgender actress, Hunter Schaefer. And she's a really interesting character. I've only gone up to episode four um, mm, okay. so far, which I, I adored. Let me just tell you my, my first experiences with Euphoria. So, were... uh, and just one more thing before you start. Yeah. The, yeah. the sort of the way they lay the episodes out, and that's where I sort of did the thing to Skins, is that they start with sort of, the backstory of one character to yes. show where you where where you've got to this point where there are sort of there's sixteen seventeen I think aren't they most of the characters are meant to be and there is one um, footballer who's graduated and is now in in college but most of them are around seventeen aren't they Yeah, I mean I'll tell you my experiences of it so far. Yeah, um, is that. First of all, I struggled because it was like someone had put my life on screen, which I oh, yeah. didn't like. Yeah. Uh, but no, I knew I, I knew going in that it was, you know, sexually explicit. It didn't hold back um, and things like that. And and I started it, enjoyed Zendaya's performance, but struggled to connect with any of the others. Stopped it when it got too explicit and I was like, I feel old. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I got those old feelings as well, yeah. you know, because of the same age persisted with it because I thought her performance was amazing. Got to four when all the stories sort of interject, combine mm. and crash into each other and it's brilliantly directed as well. It's an episode at a carnival uh, which airs on Tuesday on Sky Atlantic and then just fell completely head over heels in love with it and have wanted to watch the rest ever since then but have been unable to. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you were the person who sort of said try and watch at least the first two but i think i just got it i mean it's an easy show to watch and yeah, um, i think because of the amount of different storylines i mean they are you know well-defined characters i think the before i mean zendaya is amazing in it i think her performance oh my you God. know it's not only the sort of, you know because you would think person going through a dr- drug addiction and 
things like that but there's there's almost like a humor to it and in in the like the latter episodes where she sort of almost tries to become like a detective to work out exactly what's going on um, oh, I've not got there yet but yeah. I'm really and, and she has the, the most fascinating facial expressions and things like that also um, Hunter Schaefer as you said who um, I think is fantastic I don't know if she, she's been anything before I'm, I'm not sure but I think that those two together are, are really good uh, and also this a- actress called um, Barbie Ferreira who plays a character called Kat, Kat who's this sort of overweight girl who's sort of struggling with you know, you know, having a first sexual experience and then um, almost um, becomes the sort of industry in in um, yeah. communicating with men over the internet. And her story for me, without spoiling anything, is the only one that sort of had a beginning, middle, and an end. Um, what for me the the sort of um, negative I think was the 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 writing wasn't always really strong, very expositional in places. I didn't believe all of the dialogue. I thought the storytelling was strong and the visuals are fantastic. You know, there's fantastical elements in there as well, which helps. Um, and it and it's a believable world as well that they, they've yeah. created, I think. I, just, I uh, thought the, the direction on that carnival episode is they sort of, they sort of swing out and there's somebody under some seats talking and then they yeah. go out the other way. It's really well done and it was really immersive that whole episode and brought all the story because initially when i started it i got to episode three and i was like there's not much story but then when they bring it all together Mm -hmm. you do see there's a lot going on so uh jules has had a sort of sexual encounter with a far the father of someone she's been sort of been catfished by that's really interesting Who's like the who's like a sociopath basically? Now. Well, he's he gets... the quintessential American sort of mm. athlete type, isn't he? As well, yeah. But he's sort of struggling with his homosexuality, struggling with the fact that his dad's homosexual, and and keeps all these DVD. You know, he records all of his um, sexual exploits with with men in motel rooms, and keeps them in sort of color coordinated sort of DVDs, doesn't he? And puts them in his drawer. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I, I'm trying to sort of not spoil anything going forward for you, but be interesting to see um, what you think when you get to the final episode because it's an intre- it, it sort of fits in with the style of the series in the sort of way it ends. Um, yeah. We'll have to have a discussion about this sort of when you, when you have towards watched it. the end. Yeah, I also uh, um, of the supporting characters, I really like the drug dealers. <laughs> First yes, the young Astray. lad, the young, the long, yeah, Astro. Really like them, um, and he's yeah. his character actually. I really like because he is really protective of of Rue, isn't he? Um, I think that's one you've watched where she tries to get you know come into his play because he operates outside. Out that of like was a gas actually station. the scene. That was the scene. The scene where she's banging on his his garage door or his metal door saying, open the door, you did this to me, you know, you got responsibility, open the door, and she's just in complete desperation. That was the scene that turned it all around for me, and I thought, yeah, there's something poignant, important, and interesting going on. And I like their relationship, because it's sort of, he's protective of her, you know, she's, she he sees her as family, and I really like. He's he's sort of like the only good male character, you know. All mm. the other men are like real sort of. 
slime balls, slime yeah. balls, or sort of insecure, or you know, it's it's very much strong female. It's a very much a female led series. Obviously, Sydney Sweeney's in it because she's in everything. Yeah, but she's in good things, so I don't mind. Mm, that. Yeah, I, I suppose she's in there. I I, <clears throat> I think she took me out of it a little bit because she's in so many things. You know, everyone else in it is either an unknown or someone like Zendaya, who we're not too familiar with. I know she's a big name, um, but she's... I, I feel her performance in this is, is excellent, you know, um, and it is believable, you know, someone struggling with mental health issues, that mm. it is a really good representation of it, and, and she's not the only character who's struggling with different issues. And it all stems... The, the reason they have these sort of prologues is because it all stems from their relationship with their parents mm. um which I, it spells I know, out i mean it, i know you're you're trying not to spoil it and i'm glad about that but there is a second on the way is yeah. this one where you think i don't know where they can go on a second or they're trying to string it out or do you think there is legitimate reason i i it? i think it's not because it's not an open end you know an open and shut story is it it's about their lives so it's easier to do a second series it's not like say, like, A Big Little Lies, where it was all about this mystery and this murder and things like that. It's about these these characters at high school, so it's easy to do a second... You know, the, as I say, the only story that sort of gets finished properly for me is this is the story with Kat in terms of her sexual ex- exploration and things like that, and that is very much a subplot. I mean, where they leave things with Jules and with Rue at the end of the first series is very, very open-ended. Um, so there's there's a lot to it. And it, is, and it is quite emotional. I think the last episode does pack a punch mm. to an extent. And I think the relationship between Rue and, and Jules really fascinates me as mm. well because they have a deep love for each other that it just feels very genuine and not sensationalized and and, uh, and Jules's backstory as well is sort of horrific isn't it very bleak <laughs> like yeah. her mum tricks her into putting her on a secure unit when she's okay. like a young boy but I I I, 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 I when we're probably not the target no. audience but it just shows you that if the characters are interesting and the performances mm. are good then you don't have to be the target audience for something because it will draw you in. I'm pleasantly surprised that you watched it all because I thought you might have found it all a bit in your face and a bit over-stylized. No, no, I, lo- I I don't think it was too over-stylized because I think the the themes they were dealing with were realistic. Mm, no, I agree. I really <laughs> liked it, really liked it. While we're on HBO, let's, let's stay with that because you did another big binge which was slowly morphing into one of my favourite shows of the year, if not one of my favourite shows full stop, which is Succession. Mm-hmm. You may remember we talked about that on a podcast when Gary was on the show and we all sort Ooh, of like... Ooh. I know, I don't know either. Uh, we all sort of like the opening episode where Brian Cox's character, Logan Roy, the head of this multimedia, um, you know, I can't think of their name now. What's the name of that family that is sort of based upon roughly people? The Murdochs. Murdoch family, yes. Yeah, sort of the head, Logan Roy, has a stroke and the family business is sort of thrown into chaos and all the kids are trying to find where they fit and find who's going to succeed. We all sort of liked that first episode. There's a lot in it <coughs> like, and it's written and created by Jesse Armstrong of Peep Show and Fresh Meat and all that. And then I decided just to keep going and Matt and Gary fell off. Um, and then season two was coming and I rewatched series one 
and got really into it again. And then Matt, all of a sudden, had binged the whole it thing. It was something I had man- I had meant to watch because it was something in the back of my mind that I did enjoy that first episode of. Um, and there was a lot of people, including yourself, who were sort of lauding it. And, and it was something, actually, that was discussed by a couple of people at the Edinburgh Fe- uh, TV Festival. Um, oh, yeah. Most notably, head of um, Channel 5, Ben Fro, who said, I'm effing Logan, when asked which character he was. He said, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the old guy trying to, like, you know, get all the young, sort of tech-savvy people off my back and keep control. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I had all... Because, you know, I'm a big Jesse Armstrong fan, um, and I like the cast, you know. I like um, Kieran Culkin and, and Matthew McFadden, people like that. Um uh, you know, I, I felt at first it would all be a bit sort of backstabby and things like that. But I think in that first season, they do a good job of of making you sympathise with certainly the, the three Roy children yeah. and their sort of situations and things like that. Yeah, I, I love Roman, Roy, Roman, Shiv and Kendall. And don't forget uh, the elder one. Ken, um, what's his name? I can never remember his name. I know it's Alan Rook. <laughs> That doesn't help me here, but I know. Yeah. Cameron, 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 Connor, yes, Connor, Connor, Connor. Thank Connor. you. Um, so, right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca Cola, All Liquid Detergent, or Utz Chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January fourth. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, again, that, they're quite long episodes, as Euphoria was. Did you find it easy? Did you think they were overlong or did you manage? Because to watch, isn't it 10, the first series, and you're pretty much up to date with the first two that have gone out yeah, yeah i've watched the first two yeah did i mean it, it must have been easy to do because you don't you're not a big binger most of the time are you i found myself becoming a binger now <laughs> a yeah i've noticed that over the summer i think um all this i have i've almost now finished as well i'm on episode seven of the act at the moment so that's my that's been would my latest you, would you binge. recommend that i i've not as you know i've not tried that I think it helps if you don't know too much about the story, which I don't. Okay, I don't. so go in, go in blind. I think it helps. I think I personally felt that it was a bit stretched the first sort of half of the season. It's getting to the sort of the from like episode five on, it gets to sort of the meat of the story. Um, they do sort of a flashback episode about when the daughter was first born. Um, which helps you sort of sympathize, understand the characters more, and I think they should have maybe put that in earlier. But it would, it sort of with the story structure, I don't know where they would have fit it in. And that episode also has Margot Martindale in it, which always helps. But 
I think the performances in the act from Joey King and from Patricia Arquette and from actually um, Chloe Seveny and Anna Sophia Robb, who play their neighbours, who are sort of almost like the audience proxy in it, are are really strong and do help and are believable to the story. And it's not something I was familiar with beforehand, but it was I, I must have read an article about the show and sort of spoiled it for myself mm. a little bit, but. Is it? We'll get back to succession in a minute. Let's not forget. But is it my opinion of it? Is it sort of all heightened and sort of fairy tale like? Or no, it... I, I, she the the character um, of Gypsy, who's the Joey King, the daughter, um, is someone who her mother infantilizes her yeah. and says, you know, she's got the mind of a child. She dresses her, or she she likes to dress up as Disney characters. Bit of Munchausen's going on. It yeah. is much well. It's very much Munchausen's by proxy, yeah. um, to yeah. the extent where, um, yeah. Anyway, um, but that's that's um, the act which is on Amazon on the Stars Play. But you can yeah. do the old sort of free trial on that and watch it all. It's eight episodes. I would recommend it if you like your sort of true crime. American crime story type things. It is well crafted. Give it a go. Give, give it, it a go. go. Give it a go. I think though you might. And I, I no, I don't want to put anything in your head ahead don't, of time. Don't, don't put thoughts write, in my I head. Will write something down which I think you will find annoying, and we will discuss it when you. Watch. Okay. Like uh, succession. The... Okay, succession. So, a lot of the, I mean, American critics are loving it, but a lot of them in the early days of series one were saying, I can't get on board with it because it, no, everybody's just disgusting and I don't like anybody. And I can I can completely see that argument and I have said it on the podcast about other shows, but the dialogue is so quick and biting and you never know what's going to happen. And the final couple of episodes of Series 1 went in a direction that I could have never foreseen. And Series 2, the two that I've seen... I mean, I've watched that second episode from last week twice now because there's so much in. It's mm. so much. There's so much in an episode of I, that you miss. Can it. I just sort of riff on something quickly? Again, it was something that was brought up at the Edinburgh TV Festival, but might explain the sort of thoughts, especially the the US TV critics sort of criticisms of Succession yeah. would be maybe that it's from Jesse Armstrong, who, you know, started in British comedy writing and it's brought up during the session with Paul Feig at Edinburgh that, you know, in in the UK, a lot of our comedies have, you know, unlikable protagonists. Most of them do. Something that the American comedies don't for the, the, you know, certainly the classic comedies um, because they don't like this and it's a sort of, you know, a turn-off. And I think Succession has that sort of comedic element to it. You know, if you think back to Mark and Jez in Peep Show, they're both horrible characters. And I think there's a, there is a lot of, I would say Mark in um, Tom, Matthew McFadden's character. I think he steals the show. I think he's amazing. And I've yeah. never liked Matthew McFadden in anything else, but I think he's amazing in this. Because he's playing against type, because normally he would be the slick, suave, sort posh. of man about town, posh man about town. Here he's this sort of, I've come into this world of wealth and I'm going to sort of enjoy all of it and make the most of it. I love his partnership with Cousin Greg. Love that. You don't have principles. But those two together, sort of the comic sort of foils of the series, aren't they really? But the, yeah. 
Um, I would but... be watching episode three now if we weren't doing this. <laughs> um, but no, I think it is the sort of comedic element to it, the, the new, sort of new slant to this story without... It's sort of, you have that dramatic sort of family tension, mm. very almost Shakespearean, you know, in the, you know, the three children or four children, three who were sort of um, wanted to take the business really, aren't they? There's there's Alan Rock's character who is from the first marriage of Logan and is very much the black sheep, isn't he? He sort of, yeah. you know, li- till very recently lives on a farm in New Mexico um, doesn't do anything, has a relationship with the cool girl that he wants to make exclusive. Um, but he still likes to sort of sabotage things for his siblings. Yes. So, so there's still that sort of Shakespearean element to it. And I suppose this second season, if we're talking more about that, um, because that's where we are now, is seeing that um, Shiv, Siobhan, the daughter, is sort of being groomed to take over. He, She's the one that sort of almost is the apple of her father's eye. He identifies that she is very much the cleverest of his children. But I can't um, work out if it's all a ploy and if he's going to double-cross her. And mm. I can't. I don't she, feel comfortable completely. Because she was the one who wasn't working. The two sons, Roman and Kendall, were working in the family business, whereas Shiv was working as like a consultant to various politicians, um, one of whom was very anti her father, who runs this sort of media conglomerate, uh, very much a sort of, as you say, like a Fox-esque thing with a Fox mm. News-esque um, subsidiary. But they also run theme parks, which always seemed a bit odd. Um, I love that, though, at the theme park. Um, but so, but this this is the this seems to be the overarching thing of this season that that Shiv is being groomed for this. In the long haul, um, Tom, her husband, also works for the for the company and, and has been sort of moved to the media section from the park section, which he is very pleased about. Um, there's also this sort of redemption arc for Kendall, who sort of lost his position as CEO, you know, relapsed into a drug addiction and ended up sort of being in, involved in a death at the end of the last season. The, the dinner scene between where Roman invites um, Shiv and Tom over for a dinner it was just so cringeworthy and awful, but brilliant. And because Roman's new squeeze is the prostitute who gave Tom a blowjob on his uh, bachelor party, and that that's something that's obviously going to come out, isn't yeah. it? Some... Yeah, can't wait for that to be... <laughs> I, I won't say anything else than that. Just can't wait for that to... Because there, there was a thing where he was like, I've got a bit of a cold, and she said, maybe you should swallow something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so... Let's finish now. I don't <laughs> it. It's so good. It's a mm. show that... It I... is a show that everyone should... I, I can't think of anyone who wouldn't... Get like, you know, get something out of this. And I can understand the criticism, you know, that some people had that there was unlikable characters. It is almost like a sort of blackly comic version of Arrested Development as well. There's elements yes. of that, isn't there? I mean, um, third, third series of this announced the day after the first episode started. You're, I mean, I'm not worried particularly. I mean, I don't know where Series 2 is going to go. There's, there's 10 of them in total, and there's going to be 10 again next year. HBO seems to be a bit on fire with mm. this euphoria, big little lies, and uh, stuff they've got coming up. So I'm not worried about it keeping going. Another US show, you know, mm. that keeps and, that worries me, but not this one. 
And um, and it won the BAFTA this year as well, didn't it, for international? I'd, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Which was which was um, not odd, but a sort of it, it's not something that was ever really sort of promoted by Sky, and not you know not really. that I they, could see. They are giving it the Game of Thrones two in the morning simulcast mm-hmm. treatment now. Um, we'll talk about Big Little Lies in a second, but you have brought up the fact that you were at the. Edinburgh TV Festival over the last weekend, over the last, well, the end of last week and into the weekend. What were, you, what were your main takeaways from that? And was head of ITV, Kevin Ligo, um, saying all of his things in jest? Or do you think he genuinely has there, there, I don't know for ITV? I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, there was a lot of things asked to him that he's sort of very flippant, I think is the best way. To say, like, you know, because our part of the Edinburgh TV Festival is people coming to pitch things to people for from production. It's primarily, isn't it, production companies who go to these mm. things. It's a, it's a trade festival, essentially. But, you know, press do get invited because it's where the channels announce quite a lot of stuff that they're, they're commissioned recently that's coming on the channel over the next year or so. Uh, preview things and stuff like that. I mean, the big the big takeaway was that no one's watching tv on tv anymore apart from on itv apparently apart from me it would seem um because they was there was this thing about you know a lot of young people now if you ask that you know what like this program but if you ask them which channel it was on they wouldn't be able to tell you um you know these things like that you know people watch things now you know recorded and things like that so there's very little and 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 the big emphasis um, from the BBC One side was that things grow after they finished airing. So there was a big statistics. Um, Killing Eve was one, but oddly, Mrs. Wilson was on the list. Uh, mm. The Ruth, Ruth Wilson drama, Ghosts, I think, doubled its um, viewership. But I think that was something that... Was it Nicole who brought that up with us um, about Ghosts that... You know, it's it's put on at nine o'clock at night, but yes, it's very much right. tailored at like younger people watching it. You know, like say sort of ten plus year olds. I know my friend, her nine year old really likes it, even though there were some sort of not de- like sort of saucier gags. Um, yeah. But again, those go over your head. I think when you're that age, and I think that maybe um, they still yeah, go over mine a little bit now. Sometimes, but but that was the, that seemed to be the big takeaway that everyone was focusing on the numbers they were getting on catch up, and that the BBC now have wangled this thing with Ofcom, where it's going to be sort of twelve months that things stay on the iPlayer rather than thirty days now. Um, I mean, what do you mean, big takeaways in terms of what shows or? No, I just mean things that were said that were of interest. Mm. Or that... I mean, they did ask a lot of the ITV session was about Jeremy Kyle. Yeah, um, but the, I mean, the things he said were, were one of the things was that he would have liked Chernobyl, but it wouldn't have been a hit on ITV because it had no star names yeah. in it. We yeah, don't want, yeah, the new talent. I don't want. I don't like new talent. New talents everywhere else. Yes, we he want- did say. He said, you know, when I was on Channel Four because he well, used to work for Channel Four, we were all about discovering new talent. But new talent. I don't like new talent because new talent. Um, you know, it doesn't get ratings, but he said at the same time as well, he didn't 
want a new tech you know if you front a show with someone who's never done it before and it bombs it would really hurt their career so there is that sort of you know caring or not caring aspect you know, you know like nurturing aspect that you want to start them. and he did point towards Joel Dommer as someone who they sort of nurtured through the channel through ITV2 and he's got I think something coming up on ITV where he's hosting now so they are sort of still nurturing new talents but not so much as like BBC Two and Channel Four, I think you can point to the ones who sort of nurture the new talent more, I suppose, give new talent more opportunities. Um but very much like, you know, they've got a new thing coming now with Alan Carr hosting it on Saturday night, so it's sort of um but he is very much the sort of flippant, you know, I'm gonna tell it to you straight sort of thing. But I did really enjoy Ben Fro as well because he's completely nuts. You know, he said I wanted to be Anne Boleyn as a teenager. He he's from Channel Five for those yeah. not in the know. Yeah, Ben um, throws the Channel Five contract, and he comes from a theatre background, so he's sort of a bit of an eccentric, I would say. You know, he's a great British eccentric. Um, but a lot of the Channel Five now seem to be getting a lot more sort of star names, like Jeremy Paxman's doing a couple of uh, has done a couple of things for the channel, um, mm. and and apparently as well they've had a lot of their. You know, he said we've got we're at this thing where we can clear the schedules for one night and just have a things focus say on like domestic violence and they did a program about how to safely leave your partner or something like that where they got a lot of interest from it and he said if i can help someone you know if if this program helped at least one person leave a violent relationship then that is you know something we're doing doing really well um so yeah i mean that was the main takeaway for me that everyone was sort of trumpeting their online figures apart from it kevin ligo who said people who say they're not focused on overnights are people who haven't got very good overnights so i mean um, when i was researching this autumn piece that i've got on the site now where you can look through sort of the big things i did ask all the channels what they were covering what they'd like to cover and it would appear drama wise itv have sanditon which is on sunday nights now uh, a confession which starts next monday uh, starring Martin Freeman and runs for six weeks from Jeff Pope, uh, who brought appropriate adult Mrs. Biggs, and then Doc Martin. They haven't really got anything else because, of course, two weeks of or nearly three weeks of autumn's taken up with I'm a Celebrity. They've got to fix some X factors in, but just from those three shows, really, you can see there isn't that much of a progression with ITV's drama. It's it's dependable names, dependable stars. And I just wonder whether, because I was with my brother-in-law recently and something on ITV came up and he said, I don't think I've ever looked or watched anything on ITV. And I think I've got to be careful because at some point in the next 15 years, or no, let's be fair, 20 years, we're going to be the target audience for ITV. So they're going to need to start up up in their game a bit because mm. I, don't think, I don't think we've liked an ITV drama, this, but we have actually Manhunt. I did mm. like Manhunt a lot. Which was the first week of this year. Yeah, it was. Um, but apart Cold, from that... Cold Feet? That has, was that, has that been on yeah. this year? I get confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah early this year. Um, we talked yeah. about it with Chris, didn't we? They were both very early this year. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like there's nothing... I don't want. Exp- I don't think ITV should you, you be experimenting. You liked the bay initially, didn't you? And then yeah, went, sort uh, of soured on it. But um, I don't know whether they should be experimenting. I don't want. I don't expect the next sort of utopia to come out of ITV. It's not what what they're doing. 
but they they just don't take gambles very often, and their drama's so. I mean, Unforgotten was the last thing that we sort of really really liked, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, but there's, I mean, there's not much difference in that in in that than other sort of dramas on ITV. So I don't know what made that made us sort of because you know that was sort of star well names maybe not star star names Nicola Walker and Sanjeev Bhaskar but you know it was it was big names in the cast it was a sort you know it was a formulaic sort of cold case crime drama but something sort of spoke to us about it didn't it and I suppose even something like the the Bay you know it wasn't like big names or anything like that was it really no I mean I I would argue that Emily Watson's a bigger name than um the name I've since forgotten. Um, Morven Christie. Morven Christie. Yeah. I would say Emma w- Emily Watson's a bigger name than, than Morven Christie. It's just, I just don't think he's... I think he's happy for ITV to be, be the place it is at the moment and isn't really taking any gambles or risks. Because all the drama press releases we get aren't that exciting coming up, really. No, I suppose, I suppose the cast and the other, would be interesting. Uh, uh, and I suppose the things that he was previewing was a confession, which is, you know, the an, another crime, true life crime drama, um, and uh, the UK version of the Masked Singer. Did he? I know he joked about who they were likely yeah. to get on it. What was his quip he, about that? He said, um, in the US, they got Donny Osmond and Latoya Jackson. We'll probably get Christopher Biggins and Sue Pollard. I'm really interested to see who they got on the judging panel, though, because in the States, I don't know if anyone listening to this actually watched The Mask Singer, um, which is a, a bizarre concept where it's celebrities singing to a panel of celebrities, but the celebrities who are singing are in sort of elaborate costumes, whether it be like aliens, monsters... I believe there was a bee, a peacock, um, and sort of it is a competitive singing show. Someone gets eliminated every week, but it's only when you're eliminated that they reveal who the celebrity is. And I think the the thing is for the celebrity panel to guess. Um, yeah. It's sort of Popeye meets through the keyhole. Meets, give us a clue. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yeah. more through the keyhole because that yeah. was the thing, isn't it? They do like the clues and then... And and in the states, the panel is um, Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, Nicole Scherzinger, and Ken Jeong. It was like who could get to that office first? <laughs> just... So what's the, what's the right now at Safeway? Earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca Cola, all liquid detergent, or Utz chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January fourth. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one get one fifty percent off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The the um, English equivalent of that. I can't, I can't even begin to fathom a guess. But that was the Edinburgh TV Festival. Um, 
back to also i would just say i really enjoyed there was a session as i say with paul feig which i really enjoyed jerry springer was a very engaging talker Mm. which i wouldn't have who um... who interviewed him do you remember i don't know someone from sky arts i think okay and who interviewed paul feig it was um, Sue Perkins who also did the um, Queer as Folk panel, which was okay. that was the other thing that was brought up because there was it was sort of a look back at Queer as Folk, but it was also a focus on um, LGBTQ plus um, programming and things like that. And and one of the things that they discussed because Courtney Act was on the panel, um, you know, drag queen won um, Big Brother a year or so ago. Um, and um, she had also been on Dancing with the Stars in Australia, which I wasn't aware of, um, partnered with a male partner. And they were talking about, is it going to be, you know, soon that we get a same-sex couple on Strictly Come Dancing? And I just, I can't see that happening. I, I don't can't know. see it. No. no. And Russell T Davis was arguing that it is a very progressive show in that, you know, you've got two openly gay judges. It's hosted by two women. You know, they've had openly gay contestants in the past. Um, but that was something that was brought up about um, and sort of the representation of gay characters in sort of British soaps leading the way almost in the representation. And, and Russell T. Davies saying something, you know, you can't move for gay characters in Hollyoaks now and things like that. Um, I always find him a very engaging presence. Russell yeah, T. he's just someone I'd love to speak to. Um... Uh, and finally, probably the best. And I think... It, are, are all the sessions up on YouTube from Edinburgh? Probably. I've not. I've not been back long enough to check. Okay. Um, YouTube, but the, but I, I, I suppose. I suppose the the one that I would of the ones that I saw that I would recommend um, checking out is is one called uh, Changing the World One Show at a Time, um, which was all about how TV can sort of change people's lives or help people, you know, socially. And they had the producer from. Um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. They had the guy who developed Old People Home for Four Year Olds and the, um, what was it, the restaurant that makes mistakes. Yeah. Um, and um, someone from the BBC Natural History Department who was talking about reusable plastic and things like that and the way sort of their programmes, they try and make a difference, try and say something, you know. Um, you know, And that was really, it was hosted by May Martin, who's a um, Canadian comedian. Um, who I thought was very good as well. Um, so, yeah, that was the one I would recommend people check out. Um, but, no, it was an enjoyable festival. I also saw uh, they, there was a session about Saturday Night Live, which I very much enjoyed. And, and um, outside of the festival, I also got to see Whose Line Is Anyway Live um, as part I of the I would have so gone with you to that. Yeah, well, you, you, How you much didn't. Was that? How much was that to get in? About £12. I would have paid that. Would <laughs> have got okay. better seats had a been with you as well. Probably, yeah. There are perks. I was, um, up, I was, up, I was up in the rafters. Yeah, the nosebleed for weeks <laughs> after that. Um, so that's the Edinburgh TV Festival. Not a lot of, you know, huge TV. I know in years gone by, there's been loads of TV content from it, but all the all that was can be found on the website thecustardtv.com that you can peruse at your there's leisure. There's a new six-part ITV sitcom with Brenda Blethyn. Come Don't on. spoil it, Matt. Don't spoil it. they got a visit to find out. CustardTV.com is, is where you go for that. Um, back on to the shows we watched over the summer. It feels a long time ago in my world, but Big Little Lies uh, finished across the summer. Um, we talked about that when it started up again. I can't remember who we reviewed it with now. That's awful, isn't it? We re- Do you know who we reviewed it with? Who? Just me and you. 
Oh, that's why it doesn't stick in my mind. <laughs> we um, we had it on the podcast where we had Will on for the second time, but it was it was one where it was just me and you. Okay, um, did because uh, I don't that's think why, he'd seen it. That's why it's not memorable to me. Uh, but that finished up, and again, we we you actually said you can't fault the first episode. You're interested to see where it went, and then for whatever reason, didn't continue it weekly, but did as is your way now. Binge the whole thing. I wrote a piece on the website you can find with my views. Which I actually haven't read yet. I should not That's really fine. read it. That's <laughs> fine. Let's, let's, I appreciate your honesty, but let's go with what you said and I can sort of remind myself after you've spoken. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting series because it's all about how covering up the um, the death of Perry had sort of impacted on, on the five women, the... Monterey Five, I suppose, um, you know, it, Celeste, who it was her husband who, who had died and she's she was sort of struggling to find her way, you know, after this violent relationship she was in that, that sort of still excited her. Her mother-in-law came to Monterey, played by Meryl Streep, um, and basically filed, oh, that's for, who it was. filed for custody... Um, of her two children and that sort of became the second half of the series she also tried to it came out that perry was also had fathered ziggy um you know as he was the result of him raping um the shane woodley character whose name i can't remember off the top of my head i'm sure you're gonna tell me now jane um and, and sort of her starting a new relationship with someone she worked with which was quite we sort of like the the sweet element of this series. I've been to um, the Monterey Aquarium, but you know, not while she was working there. And then you had um, Zoe Kravitz's character Bonnie, who I think had the the best sort of arc and the best performance of this series. You know, as the person who actually did commit the murder, had been quite sort of distant with her husband and things like that. And then her mum arrives, and her mum has a stroke. Um, and it's all about sort of dealing with her childhood, which we we learn it was her mum abusive towards her. Yes. Is that the yeah. rather yeah. than her dad? And I think we got that impression initially that it was her dad, wasn't it? In in terms of you know how she sort of lunged towards Perry at the end that of the series. The whole episode that that ends with Bonnie's mother having the stroke mm. is just fantastic. What six year old wouldn't the disco want party. disco disco legends the trumps at her at their birthday party? <laughs> And I suppose the the other story was um, Renata going through bankruptcy, yeah. um, which was, I mean Laura Dern. I mean they're all fantastic. All five, all of the five lead actresses in this, and also um, Reese Witherspoon's character, um, sort of almost going through a divorce. I thought Adam Scott really annoyed me in this series. If yeah, I'm gonna... but I don't know if that was just him being brilliant at the character. But I re- but is he I just, meant to be annoying? <laughs> I think he's meant to be an ass because he was yeah. slightly annoying in the first series, mm-hmm. but this series he took it up a notch because he just yeah. couldn't bear her company, could he? But um, I felt like I, she was sort of sidelined because the the others were just fantastic, and uh, Laura Dern screaming "I will not not be rich." Yeah, is is just one of my and, things. And how she destroyed his trains at the end, yeah. I thought was fantastic. And, and I suppose the way it ended with the five, with Bonnie finally deciding to confess, and the other four women sort of joining her as well and all holding hands, maybe suggests that this might be the end of it now, or we could continue it on. Yeah. 
I mean, what would you would you want it to continue or? I don't think I would really, because the only way it would end is with one or all of them in prison, and I would have liked a more, you know, concise, constructive ending. Really, a bit more of a con- less ambiguous. Yes, I, I would have liked that. I suppose that. the the conclusion proper was that um, Celeste got to keep her children. How you know that you... was. So we go. The thing I was going to ask you was, how did you feel? I think I know the answer, but it sort of morphed into a legal drama in those last, I think, three to an episodes. Extent, to an extent. I mean, there was still, you know, the other subplots going on, but that was, I suppose, the main focus was Cause the a lot of people, case. A lot of people thought those court scenes were a little bit cheesy, I think. And a yeah, little a little bit, bit old-fashioned, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Where she sort of cross-examines... Her uh, Meryl Streep's character, yes, who again was fantastic as this sort of passive aggressive. Oh my god, she was amazing. And and sort of there were things that came out about her past, and she ended up leaving at the at the end. Um, but yeah, no, I really I really enjoyed it. I love the theme tune to this. This do you wear the wanna? <laughs> do you it's wanna being, It's being. Is he in the room? Um, I know. He, he, sorry, <laughs> Michael. Can you calm down, love? We're live, we'll get sued yes. if yeah, it's yeah, too music. I, I, I heard it in an ad as well. I only music. sang for four seconds, I think that's allowed. That's proper fair yeah. usage. Yeah. Um, but no, I really like that sort of, you know, because it starts with the sort of like calming notes, doesn't it? And then it goes yeah. quite. Oh, hang yeah. on. We're going yeah. into suing territory now. But no, I, <laughs> um, I, I, I think yeah, it's another on. example where um, the it's spending time with those characters and you don't really mind what the plot is because the performance, a bit like Euphoria, the performances are so good from everybody that you're just happy to go along with it and watch it. And I can't believe you spoke about theme tunes and didn't bring Succession's theme up. Which is That's because I had it in my head for the longest yeah. time. Just continually on a loop in my. That's why. I, that's why I had to watch Euphoria. So I had something. So I then just had like trance music in my. Yeah, head. that doesn't really have a theme in the same no, way. No. Yeah. But it sort of was a good sort of cleansing part because I just heard this plunky plunky piano music in my head for about two weeks when I was going to sleep, and I was like, wow. "Get away!" Love it. Um, but yeah, no. Big Little Lies would be. Would, would you prefer this to be the end, or would you? I would. Yes. As okay. much as I do enjoy those characters and spending time with them, I think you. I don't think this. I know we said this at the end of the first series that there wasn't enough to get more story out of. But if they've gone to the police station to confess, then there's nothing else. And in, in a way, they did all get an ending of sorts. And uh, did you notice, this is probably, I can't even edit this out because we're live, so I'll just have to go with me. The the guy who was doing all the bankruptcy readings uh, with Renata and asking her about what they had in the house, do you have any memory of him or, or sight of him or the sound of him? Do you know who he was at all? No. no the guy that, it was um, the dad from Smart Guy. Do you remember Smart Guy? Oh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, off the Disney Channel, yeah. Never seen him, and then he pops up in Big Little Eyes. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting that we're, we're, 
we're sort of lurching towards these sort of big, it's, bold American shows. I'll tell you, there's an interesting... Well, there's actually in, in the sort of back half of Euphoria, there are, there are two interesting casting decisions. Um, British actor Nick Blood, you know, from... I he was in him and, her, him and Her, The Wedding, he was her ex-boyfriend. Oh, smarmy git, yes. Yeah. Please. Plays um, the dad of Sydney Sweeney and Maud Apatow's characters. As American or British? Yeah, American. And also um, Nat Faxon, you know, from The Way Way Back, Jim Rash's writing love, partner. Love, love that film. He yeah. is the new love interest for Rue's mum in just one episode. Both bizarre casting decisions. Going, going back to that as well, one character we didn't mention, and she's not a big character, is actually Rue's younger sister, who I actually oh, yeah. thought was really interesting and... Their bond was interesting mm-hmm. and sweet. And this again, going back to that carnival episode mm-hmm. where Gia is sort of the one experimenting with things mm-hmm. and Rue has to find her and take her away from And there and there's a similar group. scene in I think it's episode six at a Halloween party. There's a similar yeah. thing there as well. Um I cannot yeah. tell you how much I don't want to be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> and I want to be watching either Euphoria or Succession. Succession. Yeah. You just Is don't it... like that I've seen something that you haven't. It doesn't that really happen very often. <laughs> doesn't happen at all. I watched most of Euphoria, actually, while I was in Edinburgh, because I, I was in an Airbnb. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a t- there was a TV, but I just thought I will watch, you know... Nobody the episode, watches TV on TV anymore, Matt. No, no, I know, so I just watched all the episodes of Euphoria on my laptop um, and finished yeah, it yeah. when I got back on Friday. So, But, yeah, so um, Big Little Lies, we would be happy with it ending... Yeah. Oh, I think most people would have been happy with it ending after the first series. I mean, where does it rank with the first series, season with you? Would you put them... <sighs> I think I think Meryl Streep elevates the series immediately, doesn't she? Without mm. her character and without her sort of weaseling her way in, there's not a lot of other story. If it was just Madeline's story, that's Reese Witherspoon. If it was just her story, I wouldn't be that engaged. Jane has a somewhat interesting story, but mm. it's not that... They sort of all feel... I think that the thing I liked was that they all... What they were going through fed into what had happened with Perry's death, like, you know, yeah. so Renata's husband saying, you know, you know you've been absent for the past year, you know, it's not just yeah. the bankruptcy. Adam Scott said to Reese Witherspoon, you know, you had something else has happened. The the men in their lives know that something is, you know, because obviously it was Bonnie who it affected the most, but there was sort of a change in all of these women, and that's what I liked, like, and, you know, um, Jane struggles to be physical with her new partner as well which plays into yeah. sort of the relationship she had with perry and things like that so yeah, i um, would highly recommend it and i suppose that... the, the other thing would be as well that people would be expecting a star of the caliber of a meryl streep if they were going to do a third, a yeah. third season i just don't th- I, I genuinely think that should be the end if they announce three would i watch it absolutely i would no question um big little lies euphoria and succession shall if you ha- shall we sorry Go on, you were going to say. say, if you haven't spent your summer with those characters and with those shows, now is the time. Uh, now TV is, is the, the time. time. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, should we briefly go? 
ages and ages and ages ago when we were going to do this live show back in like June, mm-hmm. I had put on um, a social media question asking people what their favourite sort of show was. I remember that. The first half of the year was. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you got an answer to that? First half? I'll tell you what, I'd have to cheat and look at our... Um, oh, our just now, there. just now. What would you say? My favourite show of the year so far is... Oh, give me two seconds. Because... <laughs> Because it changes. I really like so much stuff. Mm. I I think for me, either The Virtues or Mum would be my two. It's got to be The Virtues, annoyingly, for me. I'm yeah. just looking through my list. Because, so, um, it really got... Oh, the only other thing I was going to say is, did you were you able to watch I Am? Any of I, I did. Should we talk about that after I've gone through this social media? Yes, do. So, um... Lauren Jones said at the time, Chernobyl, uh, Line of Duty, and Flea Bags, Flea Bags, Flea were my. She big watched ones. two series in one go. Found Flea Bag by accident and absolutely loved it. It had me laughing and, and in tears in equal measure. I mean, Flea Bag was one you said you went back to, didn't you? And really yeah. enjoyed and the series too. The second too. series is a bit of a masterpiece. I'll give it that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I will try. I might try and watch that by the I, end. Of I, the I think you I think you'll. I think it's quite easy to do. And Olivia okay. Coleman's amazing, and so is Andrew Scott. Okay. Um, Talk of the Street also says Fleabag was astonishing good, but my fave so far is um, this time with Alan Partridge, classic Partridge. Okay. Um, Claire at MJ Film said Chernobyl and also Good Omens, um, which mm. is something that I watched and enjoyed. Um, but I don't know if I would... I mean, I, I liked it as a piece. I don't know if it would rank as best TV of the year. Um, Stephen Fryer says um, The Virtues and at the time Handmaid's Tale was right up there just four episodes in obviously has that come to an end now yeah uh, final episode is this coming Sunday on Channel 4 um, Erin um, at Erin's um, had a few years and years which I enjoyed you didn't get to the end of nope. uh, Russian Doll which we both loved yes uh, Derry Girls, which you watched, yeah, I think. I haven't I watched yet. It. It's Absolutely. still downloaded on my all four. Um, and What We Do in the Shadows. So um, a lot of your favourites there. And she's also says a shout-out to Our Dementia Choir as well, which I really brilliant. like that. Vicky McClure, yeah. Um, Barry Chambers says Fleabag. Um, Year of the Rabbit, um, which yeah, was that odd thing. we didn't really give that much time, did we, to be fair? Uh, when They See Us... Um, and The Virtues, um, and Shasses, at Shasses1234, um, yeah. has got a, a big list here. Chernobyl, Endeavour, The Virtues, Line of Duty, Fleabag, Back to Life, Afterlife, Russian Doll, and When They See Us. Not been a bad year. Uh, well, uh, Afterlife was in there, Luke. But uh, and, and also today I did ask um, favourite programme of the summer, because we're talking about the programmes that have been on over the summer, um, just a couple. Uh, Gary, um, our old colleague, has said Glow Season 3. Have you started that yet? I have to confess I have not. No, I might just go do, rattle through that maybe in a little in in a moment just to just talk about some things I know I've watched that you haven't. Um, Martin Martin Schofield um, says uh, Mindhunter. Um, also asks um, about are we still going to be watching Bodies together, which we sort of... Yes, we are. We are. We decided yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, we should. I want you to see it. Okay, so will that be on the next podcast? It will. I don't know okay. when that'll be. Sometime in October, the way we're going. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, Pablo's Vault of Horror. 
Right now at Safeway, earn four times rewards points when you shop for participating items with Safeway for you. Shop for items like Frigo Crumbled Blue Cheese, Kellogg's Club Crackers, Coca-Cola, All Liquid Detergent, or Utz Chips, and earn four times rewards points with Safeway for you. Offer expires January 4th. Plus, get select holiday essentials like gift wraps, bags, holiday decor, lights, and more. Buy one, get one 50% off. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com or head in store for full offer details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, the very same. There's not a series per se, but I found the Jade Goody effect fascinating, tragic, and such a stark realization how much the UK's changed in such a relatively short period of time. Did you watch that? I have to say, I haven't seen it yet, and I, I didn't really have a desire to see it. I, I wasn't around for the majority of Jade Goody's sort of ascent to reality TV star goddess and then downfall so it may be lost on me a little bit but yeah i I suppose you weren't living in the country where you would have watched those big brothers that she was on that's it really but you missed out on like you weren't watching jade's pa for example on on living only because the 78 year old who was recording it for me didn't have living but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean i i sort of remember the phenomenon she was and obviously the um her sort of downfall and sort of, I mean, if she had been around longer, it would have, you know, she possibly would have turned it around again. It was something that they were promoting at Edinburgh, you know, they, at the start of the sessions, they will show clips from various channels and Channel 4 had a lot of clips and one of them was um, the Jay Goody thing and I was thinking, yeah, I should possibly watch that. I mean, I didn't even watch the Leaving Neverland thing, which was another thing that oh, they were... Please watch that. That that's yeah, that was good. Let's uh, we're gonna talk about I am, but let's quickly go over the shows you think that you saw that you know I didn't. Um so well Glow I know you were going to watch, so I won't sort of talk about it too much now. And, and you I have to... covered that on the site. I was just one. gonna say, if you wanna go to the um my full views, uh dot com, I've written a review of the season. Um overall I was a little bit disappointed. I think um they sort of do a there's not a lot of the focus on the wrestling, which I think has disappointed a lot of people who like you know because that was the unique aspect of that. You know, there's a lot of female ensemble shows, but this is one which focuses on a female wrestling show. And they, this season they're in Vegas, and and it's very much they are putting on the same show every night of things that we have already seen in the first two seasons. The best episodes for me are the ones where they focus on the wrestling and they sort of change things up. So there's an episode um, where the, the story for Tomaine this season is she's got really bad back problems to the extent where she couldn't wrestle anymore. So she, they decide they're all changing characters uh, so she could become one of the biddies and use the Zimmer frame. And it allows all the actresses to sort of explore other elements. So, you know, um, Betty Gilpin's character Debbie becomes Zoya the Destroyer, and Alison Bree's character Ruth becomes Liberty Bell for a night. 
Um, there's also a really good episode, the last episode, where they uh, put on a wrestling version of The Christmas Carol, um, which is up there with televised versions of The Christmas Carol with the version they did in Saved by the Bell. So there you go. Um, oh but um, I pray Overall, I would say that they did sort of they sort of soften some of the edges off some of the characters. So Sam is a lot more relaxed in this series, a lot less abrasive. Same for Ruth as well, which was the sort of again one of the selling points of the first season was that she isn't actually that likable to begin with. Not really. No. Um, but you grow to love her, and in this season again, there's not a lot of that. Um, but there was still a lot to like. I did really enjoy this season. Again, I binged it quite quickly. Um, As is your way. But I would say of the three seasons, it's probably the weakest one. But I'm looking forward, hopefully, um, because Luke was telling me it was the final season, which it isn't. No, I don't that was on the podcast I listened I, to. I think, maybe, were you getting confused with Orange is the New Black? Because that's no. the final. No, okay. Um it feels very much like the setting up for season four, which could be good. Um, but again, we'll have to wait for that announcement because at the moment Netflix are being a bit sort of boisterous with their originals, aren't they? Cancelling them left and right. So, um, uh, Stranger Things, which I won't talk too much about because it was long, long ago that was on now. It feels like ages ago. Um, again, the third season. Um, enjoyed the stuff with... Um, Steve and Dustin and the new character played by um, Maya Hawke, who was really, really good. That was probably the best element of this season. Um, Interesting how they've left it. It feels like they're going to do one more season, possibly set at Christmas, judging from what they said at the end of the season. Um, And finally, the sort of relaunch of Veronica Mars on Hulu, which we don't know. We haven't got a UK uh, UK home for it. Home for it. Yeah. Um, so um, find it if you will in the UK. Um, I was a massive fan of the first two seasons of Veronica Mars. I think like a lot of people, the third season was a bit of a disappointment, and I found the 2014 film a bit fan servicey. I'd wish I'd watched that bef- again, the film before I'd watched this, because there's a lot of stuff they brought up about the relationships between the characters. Um, which would have helped with this. But I still, I really enjoyed it. It was an easy watch, eight episodes, sort of a good central mystery. J.K. Simmons, they brought in. Pat Oswalt, they brought in. Both were excellent. Um, I think the chemistry is still there between Kristen Bell and Enrico Colianto, I think the actor's name is, who plays the dad, Keith. Um, the, the ending they sort of set up to... Um, they could do more. There's almost like a new Veronica Mars on the scene. Um, it again depends, I suppose, how well this season's done, how much interest there has been in it in the States. Is there anything you want to talk about that you know I haven't watched? Um, well, Chernobyl's fantastic and you should make some room for that in your life. Well, I, I probably would have done had we decided to discuss it on the podcast because we did, yeah. we mooted it around. Well, you, you, and then... you've, been, you've been very good at watching everything else, though. I sure. have been. Very impressed with your general Thank, thank you, sir. And I look forward to this next round of podcasting because I think this is a new you. Um, right. <laughs> Any, um, anything else? I am. Let's let's talk. I am. Oh, I, I, I just, just from you. Mention, just from you. Just for me, I will mention the one thing that I harped on about um, on on Twitter. So you probably know it already. It was called uh, Netflix rebranded it Money Heist 
but it's actually Spanish and it's La Casa de la Papel, which oh, is lovely. The, the House of Paper. And it's about a group of criminals who get together to take people hostage at the place where they print money in Madrid. And it is incredible. It's up there with my favourite foreign dramas. You know I love The Bridge, you know I love The Returned. It is up there in terms of quality, in terms of characterization, in terms of storytelling. And I think if anyone starts this, like me, they will get to the end because it ends... It's like a good book. It ends with a cliffhanger and you have to keep watching because it just goes from strength to strength to strength. Netflix made them do a third series, uh, which is a, was a bit of a mistake because it's the most popular foreign drama on Netflix. So Netflix, when it came to an end after the second series, went, oh, we want more. And they sort of meant that they had to try and recapture the magic of the first two. So just watch the first two. They are incredible. And it went down really well in Spain, and I adored it. And I just wish I'd gotten done to it sooner. That's called Money Heist. It's on Netflix. If you watch it, watch it in Spanish with subtitles. That's how it's supposed to be watched. Not See. with American dubbing. <laughs> Oh, I hate American Dobby. Uh, okay. Uh, finally, I think we'll end on uh, I Am, which is the Channel 4 three-parter from Dominic Savage. We've covered a couple of his his dramas over the lifespan of the podcast. In fact, I remember covering one in the very early days of us talking, which had... True Love. True Love, yeah. With I was Turner trying to remember David who Tennis. was in that when I was watching it, you know, because yeah. it was sort of... I remember really liking the Billy Piper one, and I was desperately trying to remember who played, because she was a school teacher who fell in love with a female student. It was Kea Scoladaro, and I was yeah. desperately trying to remember who played the female student. This is the sort of thing that keeps us up at the yeah. moment, folks. Um, so these are three sort of, well, they are three female-led single dramas. I am Nicola, I am Kirsty, and I am Hannah. Nicola being Vicky McClure, Kirsty being Samantha Morton, and Hannah being Gemma Chan, and they're all set individually. You can watch them in any order, and they are semi-autobiographical. Are they co? Yeah, and they're co-written by the actresses. Co-written like, by the actresses, and they're sort of, the way Dominic Savage works is it's all freewheeling. There's not really a script per se, and that ma- makes for very realistic dialogue and very naturalistic performances. I thought I am Kirsty in the middle one with Samantha Morton was amazing but also the ones with Vicky McClure and Gemma Chan less so although I enjoyed that as well my issue with it is because they are so naturalistic true to life and don't really you know have a plot per se is that they sort of end quite ambiguously and quickly and you go oh that's the end then is it Mm. you could sort of get more especially Vicky McClure's one where she just was in a field wanders into a field (laughs) But that, I think that's why I like the Samantha Morton one because at least that felt like it had a conclusion. Um, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna disagree on this, but I I enjoyed Gemma Chan's one the most. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, I, I think. Was that? So I mean, the other two, I can understand why you like them because I think the performances were probably stronger and they were sort of more you know gritty uh, subjects. You know, Samantha Morton's character was the one where she'd uh, her ex partner had run off with a gambled away all their money and she was struggling and she'd sort of taken a loan from a character played by Paul Kay who then turned out to be really nasty um and that and Vicky McClaws was sort of about 
domestic abuse that really never saw it really never went anywhere for me vicky mccall's one well, it's about being in a relationship mm. that's going nowhere but it was never sort of like he never really had i i felt like real control over her she always she was aware all the time of what was going on maybe yeah. stayed in the relationship a little bit because I, I was the highlight of that was probably the barbecue sequence oh, yeah. scene yeah, yeah. And and I suppose as well, I felt like I'd seen things like this before, whereas Gemma Chan's one was very much more... It lacked maybe the urgency of the other two, but it was about a sort of issue maybe that's more modern, more relevant. It was about her. She's playing, you know, she's 36, same age as us, and she's playing someone who's like, you know, I'm on this age, I'm not married, I haven't got any children... I'm running out of time a little bit now. You know, I, her mum was, de- you know, really worried about her. Um, she was looking into freezing her eggs, but found out that she, you know, had problem. She would have problems conceiving the, the, the standard way. You know, she was going on a lot of Tinder dates with sort of, you know, differing levels of, of men, let's just say. Um, and I just felt that, you know, the realistic tone that... that Dominic Savage likes worked better in this situation where it wasn't didn't feel like another gritty kitchen sink drama felt like something that is relatable to a lot of young people today you know they dubbed almost generation childless our generation and I know that obviously this is sort of maybe semi-autobiographical from Gemma Chan because she ended a relationship with Jack Whitehall didn't she a year or so ago and that was sort of a long-term relationship and maybe it's like finding yourself single in your mid-30s and thinking, I haven't got long left sort of thing, um, to have a child. She's now, I believe, with Dominic Cooper, which is a... She's obviously got a type. Um, but no, I enjoyed James that. James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the doc- I-, I liked how the doctor in that was an actual uh, fertility doctor as well, which was a nice little touch. Um, but yeah, I-, I thought she... And again, I suppose you expect, like, really good performances from Vicky McClure and Samantha Morton, whereas Gemma Chan, I don't think is someone who's perceived as being on their level, maybe. Well, in humans, I found her quite robotic. Yeah, ha but... <laughs> Um But she... Um, I, 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 I really enjoyed that last one. Not to say the yeah. other two weren't good as well, but I found, like, Samantha Morton's sort of just ended on, well, she's yeah. still going to have this problem with her debt. Yeah. Vicky McClure's was like, well... Has she properly left her partner? That's and, my and, issue. That was my uh, only bugbear yeah. with them. I suppose with the Gemma Chan one, the Hannah one as well, it did have a sort of concrete ending. Like, I know I don't need a man. I'm not going to worry about having children. I'm going to wait to see what happens. That seemed to me to be the most concrete ending of the three. I understood, you know, the the character at the end sort of thing. Yeah, I think they 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 were good, and I'd recommend them. But it was that sort of sudden ending that you weren't expecting. That that because they were only hours, well, forty seven minutes with ads, without ads, that um they sort of came to an abrupt end. Every one of them, but still worth it. And something that we've spoken about US dramas a lot today, and this is what the UK does best: these sort of gritty, realistic, down to earth human stories. And in, in your opinion, anyway, you—that's what you like from British drama, isn't well, no, it? Well, I, I, yeah, because I don't think America does that as well. But I suppose would you? I suppose this is your fate. You know, you you take against 
other British dramas more that say like you, like a years and years for example you struggle with more. Yeah, than... I didn't. I, I you got the characters there, and I struggled to get mm. the characters yeah. so much. So, um, but um, one thing as well, we we are going to talk about because you forgot you've forgotten something. Unless you've got it written down. I think I may have passed out at some point during... It's still very hot. <laughs> are, you, are you really warm? Because I'm, I'm actually all right. That's fine, then. Um, Vic and Bob. Not Vic and Bob. Bob and Paul. <laughs> Bob and Paul. Oh, I love it so much. Talk about... I love how we can talk about... I love the state that TV's in where we can talk about euphoria and this. And I have equal affection for both shows. It's one of the nicest, sweetest, genuinest shows that I've ever seen and they're lovely together and I just I could I could watch it every week for the next year and not get bored of it because they're so lovely um do you still feel that way yeah I, I watched the first three episodes um on Wednesday going up to Edinburgh so it was sort of a bit of a binge even of this oh, um I yeah I mean I love their chemistry I thought I did worry a little bit because I thought they now know that this is a success. They the now first... know what the format is. I, I think the first series had a bit more of sort of a rugged charm to it in that they didn't really know the format would work and this may be... But it didn't feel like they were putting anything on, you know, still. Like, no. I loved no. where they voted, where they uh, went to the Botox clinic, for example. Yeah. Um, to look about getting a hair transplant. And, and things there's like a that. lot of honesty in there. There's a, There's a great little piece where you know Bob Mortimer talks about having depression and he talks about um, not having his mum around which mm-hmm. is bad because there's no one to tell the stories of what his kids have done and you know your mum's the yeah. only person that really and it's a lot joy out of about her. your mortality I suppose when you get older and when is it you start feeling old and oh. you know I, I watched last night. I watched the fourth episode where they were talking about how Paul's mum used to be, you know, a piano, a, a face pianist, an opera singer, and had been they doing. They played her at the end, which I yeah. thought was a nice. Uh, yeah, and um, and and it is just it's more about sort of being at that stage of your life and just discussing where you're, you know because obviously both of them have had heart problems, which is part of the reason you know the impetus for this in the first place and. Um, Bob cooking all his heart healthy food. Yeah, and his porridge. <laughs> and his prunes. No, it's 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 just very sweet. And who'd have thought I'd enjoy a show about fishing? And I don't ever really get into the fishing, but it's them. I just want to be on the bank with them and in those uncomfortable looking chairs. I don't care. <laughs> Why have you got the better chair? <laughs> yours, yours is padded. <laughs> Um, I think that's it. Is there anything else? No, but I think we I think we covered a lot there. That was yeah. that was as it turned out worthwhile, which is mm. often what I say. It's like what we did on our summer holidays. Yeah, it's, this is like the podcast. Our, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you watched this summer, basically. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are there on Twitter, Luke Custard TV or at Matt's TV Bites. We've got an email address that no one ever uses. Uh, custard TV reviews at gmail.com. We, we do get some spam email. Yeah, and you like it for your. Is it Morrison's or where, where do Ocado. you. That's it, Ocado. Uh, the podcast I haven't used in... that in a while, actually. I might have to see. Okay. <laughs> the podcast in its regular form, including a guest, 
the return of the Boxmaster quiz and just weekly looks at what's on TV will be back very soon. I'm actually on holiday uh, for a week in September, which is quite inconvenient, but we'll work around. Might it. have to see. Might have to see if we can get again. What What are we going to be talking about in the next? Should we talk about that once we Once we've pressed stop. Oh, you don't give away all the terms of podcasting. <laughs> You're currently holding down record and play at the same time. So. That's why I haven't spoken a great deal. <laughs> My fingers are going to slip off any minute now. No, there's, I'll tell you what, we, one of the things we'll be discussing is the upcoming BBC One drama, The Capture, which starts not this Tuesday but next, and also ITV's A Confession as well, which is going to be on... Uh, next Monday as we record today on Monday. If you have listened live, thank you for it. If not, uh, let your friends know that the Custard TV podcast is back. Matt and Luke are still alive and most mm-hmm. importantly are still watching telly. Guess who's back? Back again. Contemporary. Luke is back. Tell a friend. I wouldn't tell more than one. I'm right after. <laughs> <I'm right after. laughs> Bye. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.